This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. It's Metal Shop 99.9 KISW. Uh, an ultimate pleasure to have the band Sorsha in studio. What's up, everybody? Hello. Hello. How's hey. it going? How you doing? Thank you guys for coming in and... Uh, we want to uh, put a spotlight on you guys tonight. You got a new album coming out March 13th? Correct. Self-titled record, Sorsha. First official album after the demo. Demo process is always fun. But before we start anything, let's kind of swing around the room. Say your name, what you do in the band, and so we can put a voice with a, with a name. My uh, name is Nildi Atley. play guitar and vocals. I am Jessica Brash. I play bass and vocals. I am Bryson Marcy, and I play drums. Well, congratulations, guys, on the new album. Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, how long have you guys been working on this one now? So, uh, obviously, since at least last year, I assume. 2019 at some point. Uh, as a band, yes. Uh, Jessica and I have been writing music. Since our early 20s yeah. together. And <laughs> this is a long, this, this is a long process. Drummers are a pain in the a- a pain. <laughs> hey, no, they are a pain in the ass. Yes. We all know that. Uh, yes. <laughs> So congratulations on the completion of that. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the formation of your guys' band. So you kind of touched on that to begin with. And uh, so tell us, how, how did you guys meet up? And how did you form this current lineup of Sorsha? Have you gone through member changes? Uh, maybe we don't even care about that. How did you guys start? How did um, you meet? I guess for the most part that uh, Jessica and I have been in bands and Bryson for, since high school, right? So our bands would be playing shows together. And which formed a friendship, and then started switching styles of music, and then um, realizing that we are all on the same path, and that's kind of how that all started. Yeah, yeah, I mean, long story short, but <laughs> yeah. the bells start ringing, things start falling into line. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, Neil and I we played in a band previous back in uh, that around 2005. That was kind of short lived. We had a couple demos, but. Um, that broke up, and then we came back together after Neil responded to my Craigslist ad looking for a, looking for a Un- unbeknownst to him, <laughs> super right. weird. I was like, Neil, is that you? you? <laughs> That's you. That's hey, and it was, it was why did you totally, just call me, man? It, well, it was like it was. It clearly was meant to be at that point, and right. then we started writing, and and then um, you know, you know, stuff, you know, stuff with life kind of happened. And we kind of had to put the project on the shelf for a little bit, and came back to it, and. Went through a few drummers and ended up finding Bryson, who's an old buddy of ours up from out in the valley. And uh, his band had just broke up, so I swooped on in and snagged him up. So you guys right are from my feet. the Snoqualmie Valley area? Is that yeah. what Duval Carnation. Is, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, flood, there, the flood zone. You guys are keeping it alive out there, man. Like, 
is there a lot of heavy music going on out there's there? There's always been a good yeah. heavy metal scene out there. Really? Uh, surprisingly, yeah. Wow. There's always been a music scene out in the Snoqualmie Valley. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We were talking about that last night, just going to all the local shows and being like, man, these bands are so good and so heavy And when we were kids, right. thinking that. Right. It was, yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Well, Snoqualmie's got that flood metal going. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a flood <laughs> metal? swamp metal. Yeah. <laughs> I like did that. You just, you just named a new genre, dude. Yeah. Flood metal. Oh, my God. That's okay, awesome. so that that said, uh, you know, shout out to the Carnate, you know, that you, your guys' area, because I know you got some people listening tonight, I, at least I hope so, yeah. and so you guys are putting that area kind of on the map for us, I'll be honest with you, I didn't realize there was a lot of heavy music coming out of that area, so. Yeah, it's been happening for a while, I was in a band in high school out there, at, I graduated Cedar Crest in Duval, and um, we had a battle of the bands out there that my band actually, I think we won one of them out there and Look at you but there was yeah. lots of bands, all, there was all kinds of bands and all kinds of musicians, um, out in that area, lots of different bands, lots of different awesome bands. And that was kind of how I met, uh, that's how I met Neil actually was, he was playing in a band. He, Neil's from, uh, originally from Redmond, but oh. you were in Red, living in Redmond <laughs> at the time, but his, story, he yeah. was in a death metal band and they came out and did a battle of the, or did you guys play the battle yeah, of the bands? Yeah, we played your high school battle of the bands yeah. for sure. We didn't and go there. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of how we, we met because that scene in the, in the Snoqualmie Valley was, was bringing these other bands from the area out for that. And right. that was how, kind of how we met. I think it's weird because I think my band, when I play in battle of Pull that mic up, man. There you go. Yeah, there you go. When, uh, when I think ours got last place. <laughs> it was a different year, but I'm pretty sure it was last. But 10 I'm out sure of 10. You, you still remain the uh, in-demand drummer. I, I, I guess so, yeah. There's a few hey man, far between if, out there. If it makes you feel better, my band wasn't even allowed to participate in all the bands <laughs> yeah. in my hometown. So. I can't believe we won. I, we were so shocked. We are like, how is that possible? I, I love when that happens, though. It's, it literally is like a spawning ground for all of the musicians that we mm-hmm. talk to. I can't think of like a local band that didn't participate in a talent show yeah, yeah. or like some kind of battle you know yeah you, 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 quote battle right yeah right. you gotta take your knocks sure. in my high school for our battle of the bands they barely even let us they made us sit they were trying to make the crowd sit oh. on the floor oh, and, the, and i was like can we at least just stand up right like, come on that's lame but uh i'm glad you guys are in it so like wh- what bands were you in at that point you said you were playing it you playing a death metal band when you were young what formed your musical tastes uh, now? Were you because I was a punk dude? I was a punk. I was a pop punk kid. I like sky, like country, hardcore, metal, everything. What what, what was your original tastes? Uh, and no sh- shame, dude. No shame. Right. So <laughs> for sure, it was like uh, spending the summer with my dad at eight years old watching MTV. Um, that was like the Black Album. Nice. Uh, Lenny Kravitz, Aerosmith, like. White Zombie. It was like a really interesting time of music and Beavis and Butthead. And, uh, amen. Um, yeah, Beavis and Butthead for sure. So that's what sparked me in that direction for sure. And then getting into death metal, anything like underground was like like Indiana Jones, right? Like you search and you find this gold. <laughs> you just unearth an artifact. Right, and no one knows about it, right? And so like that was it. And then the Sleep Holy Mountain record was what put me in the tradition. Uh, that's what corrupted you, yeah. In the direction I'm in now for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I grew up listening. Well, my my dad was uh, played in bands, and my dad was a musician. So he always and he had a great taste in music. So he was always showing us awesome stuff. He took me to see uh, Ozzy and Sepultura and Typo Negative when I was twelve. Nice, and Sick. that was the, that uh, dude. Was year, right? I was yeah. just absolutely blew my mind. I'd, the heaviest thing I'd ever heard or seen, and and that definitely was a game changer for me. And yeah, and just from being in a, in, a, in a family of musicians, my brother was a drummer as well. My brother, I, I, I played in a, in a band with him too. And, and um, yeah, just growing up in that musical family and being around heavy music like that, especially my dad showed me Black Sabbath and 
Um, but yeah, I got to credit Neil for showing me sleep. That was right. that was that was the other game. Hey, you know your parents are cool though too when they let, allow you to have a drum set. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No well, my mom was Jeez. just tired of my brother hitting all the pots and pans uh, in the house, so she's like, just get this guy a drum set already. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just remember riding around with my dad in the car, and he was blasting Alice in Chains and Tool, and so I just at a young age. Started on that path, stayed on yeah. that path. You knew you were in. I knew I was in, and yeah. and um, and you know, over the years, as it does, musical taste changes. So I got into some kind of blues, some jazz stuff like that, and just right. kind of integrated it in. But my heart's always been, always been at the heavier stuff. So, amen. Hey, uh, Jessica, would you mind talking a little bit about your dad's contributions to the gear side of the industry? Oh, he's a, he's oh a sure. Pretty, you know Ryan's a gear nerd. Totally. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So a lot of people listening I'll try to, to I'll try to keep this in a nutshell. So my, my dad, um, back in the early 90s, worked for uh, Digitech DOD, and he oh. designed a lot of pedals in the early 90s. Um, he worked on the grunge pedal and the that metal pedal. I can't remember. What, what was that one called? The, the, the Metal X. The, yeah. And he, yeah. He, and he designed a lot of Stompbox pedal. He did the he did the Tube Fex, which was endorsed by Tony Iommi. Yeah. Um, and he also did um, marketing uh, at that company. So he did a lot of the ads, like the magazine ads, like straight up would have... Yeah, did so all like that kind of stuff. So product, de- stuff. Uh, product development and artist relations and and uh, marketing. And then um, we he we lived in Mississippi for a while. He worked for PV in Mississippi for a bunch of years. That's um, that's kind of where a lot of the music for me started was down down there. And so we did a lot of product development there. That, um, that sorry, Missis- the tube fex was PV. Excuse me. That that Mississippi PV factory. That's where the fifty one fifties were born. That right? is correct. I have one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I know he did work on the fifty one fifty two. There's the little, but the little two, the little, yeah, yeah, yeah. little two. Um, I know he did yeah. work on that one. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, he designed a lot of effects processors um, for, for them, and then uh, we moved up to Washington. The reason why I'm, I live in Washington is he got a he got a job um, working for Mackey and uh, in Woodinville. Wow. Cool. Um, back when you know that was that, so that was like 2002. So that was or 98 actually. And yeah, so he's he's been in the music industry for a really long time. Um, because of him, I got to go backstage to a lot of shows. <laughs> so you got to see at a young age what goes on. <laughs> yeah, eh, maybe good, maybe some. Yeah, bad. it definitely changed. It definitely it was my dad's. Like it's not what everyone thinks it is, is it? Yeah. I'm like it's definitely not what everyone thinks it is. Um, it's, it's just very cool that he's had that much impact on all these pieces of gear that. All of us, right? Everybody listening to this. Well, one one pedal. Believe it or not, and people, some people do not believe him, but he designed the whammy pedal at Digitech. And when he's he ended up going on to start his own company, um, under the he was the parent company was X was XP Audio, but the the pedal company was Morpheus, and he designed a pedal called the Drop Tune pedal. Wow! And he did the Capo pedal, and he did a Bomber pedal, which was a like a better version of the the whammy pedal. So um, we'll have, we'll have to bring him in here at some point. Well, unfortunately, he he passed away in oh, 2010. Dude, no, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> uh, j- just to frame this real quick, it was for, it, it was it was it was it was probably yeah, no, go ahead and write. Yeah, j- just to frame this for everybody listening, uh, the whammy pedal that is what Tom Morello used on all the Rage Against the Machine mm-hmm. stuff. Um, okay. Let's see, uh, uh, Jerry Cantrell used it on a number of different things. Dimebag uh, used, uh, yeah. used it all over the place. It, it's a very iconic piece of guitar gear that has shaped and formed the sound of metal as we know it. So Absolutely, incredibly piece incredibly important piece of gear so your your father's contributions are very yeah, big man. deal and he, uh, he was glad in, he was incredibly brilliant what's that glad you're carrying on the legacy oh, it's thanks. wonderful hey, sure so i hope he's proud let's uh, <laughs> let's sure shift this let's shift this back to you guys so we were talking about like uh origin stories and how you got into 
into the heavy music style stuff. What are some of the bands, like, what are the styles that influenced the new Sorcia album that we're going to play a song off of here? Like, what, I mean, what are the styles that you guys consider your favorites now? Is it, like, low well, and slow? I mean... We really, we, we have a, a lot of various types of influences, but, I mean, we are huge Acid Bath fans and um, big Electric Wizard fans, Sleep, huge Nirvana fans as well. Melvin's. Totally, Melvin's. Melvin's. Yeah. We love that, just that, you know, we like Doom too, but, you know, we, we just, we like just that raw, heavy, loud sound, you know, and, and kind of weird, as long you know, keep it weird too, but, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you got to keep it a little weird. It's yeah. weird, like, we keep getting it at these shows, people keep coming up to us and telling us that they think we sound like Acid Bath, which is like, a, like it, people don't even understand how much of a compliment pops. that is to us. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> kind yeah, of had, we had it last night in Port Angeles, this gentleman came up and was like, do you know who Acid Bath is? You guys sound just like, like and we're like, holy are you kidding smokes. Me? Yeah. So, like, everyone says that to us. <laughs> so the more punk side of Doom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. A little bit of stoner, stoner rock in there too. And yeah. Yeah, we like our Caius and stuff like that too, but um, yeah, but lots lots of different types of influence, influences there going in. So you guys recorded with Tad, though, correct? Yeah. We did. So yeah. you did that recording, uh, Witch Ape Studio? Yeah. Is that where that is? Yep. How was it working with Tad? Um, it, was, it was awesome. pitching ourselves, yeah. yeah. yeah it was, <laughs> it was, it was, I could see awesome. everyone's like, oh, it's, yeah, are you still yeah. a little fanboyed out about well, that? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> like, well, just walking in there was just kind of like, this is... We're in this house, this is, you know. It was weird, like, but trip, awesome. You know? It was really cool. It was really cool. But we knew he, that we knew, you know, Tad, you know, he's, he's obviously a, you know, he's... You know, he has, he's Tad, you know, everyone, you yeah, know. Yeah, he's, he's Tad. He's Tad. Tad. That's all you got to say. But we chose him because we knew that he would understand the sonic, like the heavy, the sonic heaviness that we were trying to achieve with right. the sound of the record. Because, you know, Brothers of the Sonic Cloth is is an incredibly heavy band, and, and we love the way that album sounds. And so we definitely wanted to work with him because we knew that he would get it, you know, and he would understand our vision there. Yeah. So, uh, do you guys have a, a release plan to come? I, I see you guys got a couple of shows coming up here in March, early March. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, you guys are playing in Portland, High Water Mark, coming up March 6th, and then Slim's Last Chance. Yep. That's my neighborhood spot, dude. Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah, I'm going to have to come down and see you all. <laughs> Please Sweet. do. Yeah. yeah the, March 7th will be our CD release show. Who else are you guys yeah. playing with on that one? Um, our good buddies, Grim Earth. Okay. We've been playing a lot of shows with them. Super good buddies. Check them out if you have not listened to yeah, them. They're, they're awesome. Super awesome dudes. Great band. Um, uh, we're bringing a band out from our neck of the woods, up from Snoqualmie, a band called Mother Root. Um, okay. Great two-piece from Mountain Snoqualmie. A couple and, brothers. Um, and then awesome. Stav is actually, a mis he's doing a tape release that night as well. Okay. Um, so we're happy to have them out. And yeah, our first time playing at that venue as well. So. And then for people in the south end, Tacoma, Plaid Pig. April yes. 2nd. That place is really cool, too. Uh, we, I've been, I, I went down there on their first weekend, and, uh, dude, that's a super legit spot right Good down there at we South Dakota. I've not played there yet, so. played there yet It's no. super fun. Yeah. yeah Keep your head on the swivel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Gets a little bonkers down there sometimes. Perfect. Uh, you know what? I'm so stoked that you guys are in here. Thank you for coming down. Yeah, All the way course. down. Thanks for yeah. having Thanks us. Thanks for having it's us, man. Uh, so um, the record release. Uh, March 7th at Slim's Last Chance, which is kind of like so the Soto area mm -hmm. yeah. uh, down in Seattle down there. Um, you know, I'm super proud of you guys and stoked for you. Congratulations again on the on the album. Thank you very much. Uh, do you. you guys have any, because we're going to have you again at some point. I guarantee <laughs> you this. I want to see, and uh, we're going to try and support like the progression of your guys' career. So I'm really looking forward to you guys' trajectory. That's awesome. Really nice. Thank you. It's going to be yeah, really cool. Nice, you guys. Uh, so do you guys have any, because oh, we're going to play the, the first track that's up on, on, on you guys' 
Bandcamp, and we'll post a link to that uh, right after this here on Metal Shop. Uh, it's called Nowhere But Up off of the self-titled Sorcerer record. Uh, do you guys have any final words for, for your hometown, for the Northwest audience, or anybody, any metalhead listening to Metal Shop tonight? Or? Praise Iomi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hail the riff. I'll put that on my tombstone. <laughs> I guess I'll go a different way. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and, thanks you know for listening. And, and tuning Amen. in and, uh, and, and supporting us. It's been a lot of fun, and it's going to continue to be fun. So. Good. Keep up that momentum. Thank you. you guys are awesome. Thank Thank you you very much. Thanks for having us. All right, here's Nowhere But Up, the first single off the new Sorcerer record. This is Metal Shop on The Rock.
Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.